Good afternoon, everybody. Well, I'm stepping out in obedience today because the Lord uh, just put on my heart to share some things with you. First of all, we want to give him praise and honor and glory for being so good to us. Um, he's better to us far beyond our deserving, um, but that's just the kind of God we serve. He's a loving God, uh, looks way beyond our thoughts and sees our needs. But, you know, today, in a day of new mercies and a new opportunity, he is imposing upon me to share uh, an urgent word for you today. And, um, you know, we are living in perilous times. Um, we are living in times that uh, are reflected in God's word in the second book of Timothy chapter 3, which talks about the perilous times. We are living in the last days. And even throughout the Old Testament in the books of uh, Joel and Daniel and uh, Isaiah and other books of the Bible of the major minor prophets, uh, we find that prophecy is being fulfilled every day. Uh, we find that so many prophetic messages have come to pass. Some are coming to pass as we speak, and there are some prophecies that are soon to come to pass. Over the past few years, I've uh, given sermons or preached messages that have to do with the plight of our churches and the condition of our churches, which are very bad. Uh, the conditions of our churches are in bad shape and are grieving the Spirit of God because the churches have compromised the truth of God's Word. So our churches are very our churches are very weak, very weak and the lives that we live as Christians are very weak because many of us are living on the fence, you know. Um, sometimes we live for the Lord, sometimes we live for the world. But we are living in a day and time when we have to make up our mind. Whose side are we leaning on? Are we on the Lord's side or are we on the side of the devil. Um, in this particular message, there's no gray area. It's black or white. You know, are you on the Lord's side or on, or are you on the side of the enemy? And we know the enemy of God is the devil, who has a lot of power, but not more than Jesus Christ, not more than God. And so we've got to make up our minds which side and whose side are we leaning on? So the Lord's been just putting in my spirit, and I've been seeing things in the spirit world where many of our preachers and pastors, whom we sit up under every Sunday and hear those feel-good messages that uh, compromise the word, manipulate the word, or construct the word for the benefit of membership numbers for money, um, maintaining a status, all the things that, that they shouldn't. But the Lord has been showing me in the spirit where so many of our preachers and pastors are not going to make it in. They are not going to make it. Sad to say, 
that they are not going to make it in. And I'll tell you why. There's a deceiving spirit in the world today. And it's a deceiving spirit, a demonic spirit, that has been released in the world to deceive, to disillusion, to trick, and to disguise. The motive and the purpose of this spirit is to blind the eyes of mankind to the truth of God's word, to deafen the ears of mankind to the truth of God's word. Most people go to church today because they want to be affiliated or associated with some type of social group that when they go, they feel good, they listen to a feel-good message, they hear a feel-good choir, and they uh, see their friends and family and have a good time, show off their good clothes, and they go home with no change on the inside. There's no transformative power on the inside. And so, you know, the Bible says that in the end times, people would rather believe a lie than the truth. They would, they would rather believe something that's going to not convict them, to keep them in their comfort zone, to keep them living lukewarm, mediocre lives as Christians, you know, no power. Um, and see, it's a it's a compromising way of living that the devil uh, really does not uh, mess with too much because, you know, you're not a threat to the forces of darkness. You're not a threat, you know, and, and actually you're playing into, you know, his devices, his roles, uh, his schemes, his, his plans to um, water down to try to, to uh, take away or detract from the magnificence, the majesty, the power, the dominion of Almighty God. And that's his plan. It's always to detract, to take away, you know, from the things of God. And he will use you and I to do that. And he will blind us to believe that the life we're living is a life that God is pleased with. Because we feel that doing things that are religious are the things that are going to get us in. But there's so many souls that are not going to make it in. And uh, I've seen it in the spirit. I've seen it. God has shown it to me. And some of the very people, the preachers and pastors that you worship are not going to make it in. You know, the Bible tells us that straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. But broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction. Um, there are few that are, going, that are going to find the way to life. And I don't know what that number is. I don't have that number. God knows the number. But the Bible says that many are going to go the way of destruction. How many? I don't know. But the Bible talks about hell enlarging its borders to uh, accommodate the numbers of people that are going to not make it. Not make it. So, you know, for those of you that don't believe in hell, well, I would just ask you to examine that belief or thought process because in this universe that God has created, everything has a balance. Everything is balanced. There's good, there's evil. Um, there comes a time, and there will come a time, where, where good will always reign over evil, but there yet has to be a balance. 
if there was no evil or, or no um, judgment or justice for evil, there would be no need for righteous living. There would be no need uh, for an aspiration to be in a better place, to be with the Lord in heaven, um, in his kingdom. There would be no need to do right, live right, talk right, walk right, be right. There would be no need for it if there was no place where the wicked would go because God has to be true to who he is. He's the God of love. He's a God of justice. He's a God of peace. He's a God of grace. And all of his attributes have opposite attributes that belong to the prince of darkness, who is Satan. Satan, the adversary. Satan, your enemy. Satan, the accuser. Satan, the deceiver. The blasphemer. Um... And we're living in a day where he wants to fool the very elect of God. Those who have given their hearts to the Lord. He'll make the words of God in your life be of none effect. Because it is the spirit that's in the air. It's a spirit of deception. And I've seen in the spirit where... So many people who think that their souls are safe. Preachers, ministers, teachers, um, people that go to church and serve and sing in the choir, um, have titles. They are not going to make it. They're not going to make it in. And it's a sad, sad, sad situation. Um, we live in very ugly times, and they're going to get uglier. So the question I ask you today is, are you sure that your anchor holds and grips the solid rock, who is Jesus Christ? Does your anchor hold and grip the solid rock? Do you, are you living with one foot in the world and, and one foot in the church? And You know, are you compromising in your life? Are you lukewarm? You know, are you a Sunday Christian only? If any of these thoughts resonate with you or questions resonate with you, I would ask you to examine yourself. Because it is not about performance. It's not about what you do on Sundays. When Monday through Saturday, you know, nobody can really tell what you are. It's about relationship with God. Do you have an intimate relationship, authentic relationship with the Lord? Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? You know, Jesus said in Revelations 3 and 20, Behold, and I, should, I have to correct that, it's Revelation, because there's only one revelation. So many times we say Revelations, and it's one revelation. And uh, Revelation 3 and 20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear me and open the door, I will come in unto him. And I will establish relationship with him. I will commune with him and he will commune with me. 
And so I'm asking you, do you have that authentic relationship with Jesus Christ? We are living in the last days. We are living in the last days and we're going to see some things that we've never seen before in our lifetime take place because time is winding up. And I don't know how much time we have because the Bible says that no one knows the time, the end time. No one knows when the Son of Man will come except for God the Father. And we know when he comes, he's going to rapture the believers. And then those of us who are left behind are going to experience evil and horrifying chaos like never before seen in the history of man. And so many of us are playing with God. We're playing. You know, we think we can live any kind of way. You know, any kind of way. But there has to be a change. A change that comes over you. You don't do the things you used to do. You don't walk the way you used to walk. You don't talk the way you used to talk. You know, your life has changed. You're a new creature in Christ. Has that taken place in your life? That's the question I want to ask to you today because time is of the essence. And we can't measure time the way that um, God measures time. God moves in and out of time. His time is supernatural. The Bible says a day to the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. It's not like a week, 24 hours in a day, the way we measure time. God measures time totally different. But I'm asking you, are, is your relationship with the Lord authentic? Are you really living for the Lord? Are you in your comfort zone? Are you looking for just something that's going to make you feel good and never convict you, never edify, never, uh, edify you, never correct you, never rebuke you or show you the error of your ways? The word of God is not only a comforter. It's not only an encourager. It's not only a joy giver. It's not only a spirit builder. But it is a corrector. It's a rebuker. It's a revealer of the things that are hidden deep down inside of you that you may not even see, but that you need to have purged away. You know, I examine my own self and I say just the same thing to the Lord that David said. I said, search me, Lord, and know my heart. And if you find any iniquity in me, please cleanse me, purge it out, and lead me in the way everlasting. I want my thoughts to be pure. I want my speech to be pure. I'm not perfect. There's none perfect but God. None perfect. He who knew no sin became the sin offering for all of us. And that was Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. So for those of you who are bound in just going to church because it's the right thing to do. Go to church because... You know, you were taught to go to church. You're going through the motions. You're just going through the motions. You're just going through the motions. I, I preached two sermons in the last three years. Recurring, recurring, recurring messages. The church that get, made God sick. Referring to the church at Laodicea in the third chapter of Revelation. The impotent church. The powerless church. The church has lost its power. The church will be judged first before the sinners. The church will be judged first. And who is the church? The church is a body of believers, those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as King of King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Lord and Master of their of their lives. The church is in you. The church is you. 
Is your relationship with God authentic or are you playing? Are you playing church or are you living out the commandments, the precepts, and the standards of the Lord? Founded in his abiding love, his incomparable love. Time is winding up. And we're going to face some very, very challenging times. You can go through those times with or without God. And those of you who are believers, who have a relationship with the Lord, and you have loved ones, friends, families that are not saved, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to share the word of God with them. Because there's going to come a time when they cry out, Lord, Lord, and God will be nowhere to be found. We must be about sharing the word of God to enlighten those that we come in contact with, to share the truth, to shed the light on the lies and the intents and the schemes of the wicked one. Heaven and hell are real. seen in the spirit where those who think that they've got it all figured out and they're on their way to heaven will be turned away at the gate. I've seen it in the spirit where the Lord said, I never knew you. I've seen where God is first judging the household of faith. I don't know about you, but I want to be ready when he comes And I want to ever live in the abiding word and the abiding will of God. So I'm just being obedient. And this is what the Lord told me to say. That we live in urgent times. This is a time of urgency. Please do not reject the voice of God. If God is speaking to you, listen. Do not close your ears up. Do not close your heart. Do not close your eyes. Ask the Lord to give you eyes that will see, see, see things from a spiritual standpoint, what's going on in the world, what's going on around you. Get right before it's too late. So God bless you. I wouldn't say any of this if I didn't love you. I wouldn't say it at all if I didn't love the Lord and I didn't want to be obedient to his word and to what he told me to do. So I'm telling you what he told me to do. Yeah. So time is of the essence. I love you all. And may the peace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with you now henceforth and forevermore because he is love. God is good. So talk to you soon. Bye.